Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avraham Shur. Mesechus Yoma has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Robert Goodman. Le'iloi nishmas Chaim Menachem Aaron ben Yecheskel Nechemya. The Gemara brings down the Brisa, How do we know that no carbonis are supposed to be brought before the Talmud Shal Shachar? The Pasuk says, It's talking about the Marocha, and it says you should, you should erect the Oila on the Marocha. Means that when it says Oila with the Hey Hayadiyah, it's referring to the Oila Rishayna, which is the Talmud Shal Shachar. Toysfis in Dibra Maschal Ha'oila Oila Rishayna asks Tema Lamalikra, why do we need a Pasuk of Ha'oila Oila Rishayna? Typically, Mimilvad Oila Saboiker Asher Oila Satamid. There's a Pasuk that's talking about the carbon Musaf, and it says that you're supposed to bring it Milvad aside from the Oila Saboiker Asher Oila Satamid, the Nafka Lamineb Perkla Tadir, Kla Tadir, Mechavere, Kodim Mishavere. From there we learn that whatever is Tadir, something that's more common, that's more Tadir than something else, it is Kodim. Toysus' first suggestion is to say that you need the Pasuk that tells me to teach me that the Tamid comes before Karban Musaf, and the Pasuk in our Sugya comes to tell me that the Tamid precedes Nidarma and Davis. And Toysus explains that there's a Tzrichasa in each one. There's a Maila in the Karban Musaf because it is Kavu man, and there's a Maila in Nidarm and Davis that are Shechicha B'chal It's possible to bring them any day. But Taisvis brings various Gemaras that show that this is not the case. We do not learn from the Pusik of Milvad, Oila Saboiker, Dafka Din, that it's Kodim Lukar Musif. You see Gemaras that bring down the Pusik of Oila Oila Rishayna, also Lagabi Musif. And so Taisvis answers that Oila Oila Rishayna is teaching me that the Haktara of the Talmud comes before the Haktara of other Karbonis. And the Pasuk of Mulvat, teaches me that the Shechita of the Talmud comes before the Shechita of other Karbonas. Now the Mikdash David in Simit Tess wants to answer Toysis Kasha based on the Rabbeinu Gershim in Menachas Dabem Tessamit Aleph. Over there the Gemara says that it's Tzibur She'en Lahem Tmidim Umusafen. They don't have enough money to acquire Tmidim and Musafen. They could use only one of the two. So the Gemara asks, Ezemem Koidim, which one takes precedence? The Gemara says, Hechidami. What's the case? Ilema Tmidin Diyoime Umusafin Diyoime. If we're talking about the Tmidin of this day and the Musaf of this day, Pshita Tmidin Adifi, the Havale Tadir Umikudosh. Tmidin being contrasted to Musafin are both Tadir and Mekudosh. Now we have to understand, what does that mean that it's Tadr and Mekudosh? Tadr, we know what it means. It's brought every day. Musafir are not brought every day. So it's more common. But Mekudosh, the Rabbeinu Gershim and Rashi also in his Lishna Basra over there, both say that Mekudosh means that the Hakrava of the Tamid is Kodemes Bizman. It comes earlier in its Hakrava than the Karban Musaf. Now that's a very strange statement because what is the reason why we bring the carbon tumid before the carbon musaf? Only because tadir. So how can you call that two different milas that it has? Number one tadir, number two mukudish. The whole idea of mukudish, if you say it means that you bring it before the carbon musaf, that's built on the fact that it's tadir. Says the Mikdash David that Al Karchach, you see that the fact that you bring it before the carbon musaf is not a product of the fact that it's tadir. It's because of this new pasik called Ha'oila Oila Rishayna. There is a special din in the carbon tamid shal shachar that it has to be the first carbon of the day. 
It's not only because it's more tadr than other karbonas, rather it's a special din, ha'oilo oilo rishayna, it is supposed to be the first carbon. So that's two separate milas. And, says the Mekdash David, there's an afgamina between the two reasons. If it would only be for the tam of tadr, v'sha'ina tadr, tadr kaidim, claims the Mekdash David, you would be allowed to bring the carbon tamid and the carbon musaf at the same exact time. Because he says that the ikrik peida of bringing a tadr before she'enet tadr is not that there's a din kedima to the tadr and it must precede the enet tadr. Rather, he says that the din of tadr she'enet tadr, tadr kaidim is a halacha, that the enet tadr is not allowed to be brought before the tadr. So if you would only have the reason of tadr she'enet tadr, tadr kaidim, it would be okay to bring them simultaneously because then you're not bringing the enet tadr before the tadr. That's why, says the Mukdash David, we need to have a special pasuk of a oil oil rishayna telling me that the Tamid must be the first carbon of the day. It has to precede all of other carbonas. It happens to be that the Hanukha that he's making, that the din of Tadr V'She'enu Tadr, Tadr Kaidim does not tell me that the Tadr must precede the Enu Tadr. Rather, it's just Allah that the Enu Tadr cannot come before the Tadr. That Hanukha is debatable. Rabbi Hanan, in the Kavit Shurim in Psachim, the beginning of Perak Tabit Nishchat, assumes that that is not the case. That Tadr V'She'enu Tadr, Tadr Kaidim means that the Tadr must precede the Enu Tadr. But the Mikdash David is assuming the opposite, and therefore he's saying that we need a special Pasuk to tell me that the Tamid has to dafka precede other carbonates because there's a new halacha that the Tamid must be the first carbon of the day. Another nafkamina, he says, as a possibility, that the if you just have the the time of Tadr V'Sha'inu Tadr, Tadr Kaidim, what would be the halacha if you don't have them both in the Azara now? The carbon at Tadr is not present. If it would only be because of the time of Tadr V'Sha'inu Tadr, Tadr Kaidim, then we would say that you don't have to bring the Tadr because the Tadr is not Pafanenu. It's a halacha of Kedima if you have both carbonas in front of you. Masha'in Kain, when you deal with the time of Ha'oilu Ha'oilu Rishayna, there's a special stipulation that the Tamid must be the first carbon of the day. Now, it's worthwhile to point out that the reason why Toysfis does not agree with what the Mikdash David is saying is because it seems that Toysfis understands the Geder, and we'll see this from within the Toysfis itself, that the Geder of the Xerxes of HaOilo Oilo Rishayna is also a Din Kedima. It's not a new halacha that the Tamid must be the first carbon. Rather, it's just a din kedima that you have to put the Tamid before another carbon. Which is why Toysvis needs to find a tzrichasa. Toysvis says that it's basically the same halacha being told to us twice. So Toysvis says it's either coming to tell us one le'inyin darim and adovis that there's a din kedima and one le'inyin musafin that there's a din kedima or like Toysvis ends up answering that one pasik relates to haktara, one relates to avaris hadam. But the point is that they all have the same geder. And you see this in the Hemshech of the Toysfis as well, because Toysfis gives another teretz, and this appears in Toysfis in the beginning of the 10th Perek Yuzvachim, that Peytesimit Aleph, and in the beginning of Perek Tamanishchen Psachim, that the reason why we need the Pasuk of Ha'oyla, Ha'oyla Rishayna, is to tell me that the Tamid comes before the Minchas Chavitim. The Minchas Chavitim, says Toysfis, is just as Tadir as the, the carbon Tamid. It's brought every day. Toysfis explains that the reason why the Tamid comes before the Minchas Chavitim is, he says, because it's Mekudish Mea Mincha. It's more Kadosh than the Minchas Chavitim. Like the Mishnah says in Zvachim, Kala Mekudish Chaveroi, Kaidim is Chaveroi. Mine Damim Kaidmen Lemenaches. You see, that Toysfis understands the gather that the Tamid precedes other carbonis is not because the Tamid has to be the first carbon, rather because it has a Din Kedima. It's the same Din Kedima 
that said Le'inyan Kolatadim Mechaver Kaidim Lechaveray Kolamukodesh Mechaver Kaidim Lechaveray. It's the halacha that certain things take precedence and come before other things because they are more important for whatever reason, but not because of a special halacha that the tumid has to be the first carbon of the day. There's actually an afkamina even for us nowadays that there is no besamikdash. So unfortunately, we don't bring the carbon tumid. Nevertheless, this is Negea by Tfilah, which is B'mokim Tmidim. Because there is a discussion that takes place amongst the Poiskim. Rabbi Yitzchakon Inspector in Shail Shuvah's Be'er Yitzchak, Arachayim Simen Chaf, Paskins, if somebody comes late to Shul, he comes and he finds that the Tzibur is davening Musaf. He has not yet davened Tfilah Shachris. What should he do? Should he daven Musaf together with the Tzibur? Because then it will be Mekayim the din of Tfilah B'Tzibur. Or should he rather do things in the proper order, daven Shachris B'Echidus, and then Musaf also B'Echidus, because at least he'll be putting Shachris before Musaf. Because the carbon Tomit comes before the carbon Musaf. Paskin Zerbitzrochanan, that he should daven Musa together with the Tzibur, and then afterwards daven Shachris Biechidus. Because he says, the Kedima that Tfilus Shachris has is because the Tomit Shal Shachar comes before the Musif, and that is based on the din of Tadr Vishayna Tadr Tadr Kaidim, claims Zerbitzrochanan that the Milo of Tfilus Bitzibur overrides the Milo of being Makdim the Tadr. However, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and the Iris Moshe, Chelik Arachayim, Chelik Dalid Simen Samach Ches, he says that the person should daven Shachris first, even though he's davening Shachris Biechidus, and then afterwards daven Musaf Biechidus. He should not daven Musaf with a Tzibur before davening Shachris. And he explains, because the reason why the carbon Tomit Shal Shachar comes before the Musaf is not because the regular din of Tadr Vishayinu Tadr Tadr Kaidim. It's because of the din of Oila Oila Rishayinu. It has to be the first carbon of the day. And therefore... It's not a question of the Maila of Tilbit Sibur overriding the Kadima of Tadr. This isn't a Din Kadima. It's a Din that the first Tzvila, the first carbon of the day has to be the Tamit Shal Shachar, the Tzvila Shachris. So you always are supposed to do Shachris first regardless of whether it's at the expense of Tilbit Sibur. It would seem that they are having this Machloikas. According to Rabbi Khanan, the Din of Ha'ola Ha'ola Rishayin is a Din Kadima, like the Din of Tadr Rishayin Tadr Tadr Kaidim, and therefore you could say that the outweighs it. Mashenka Reb Moshe is assuming, like the Mikdash David, who's explaining Al Kaponim in the Das Rebbeinu Gershem and Rashi's Lishna Basra in Menachis that the halacha of Ha'olo Olu Rishayna is not a din kedima; it's a din misuyim that the carbon tamid is supposed to be the first carbon of the day. Now, what needs explanation is that according to the Mikdash David, once there is a Pasuk of Ha'oyla, Ha'oyla Rishayna, that explains, of course, why it wasn't enough to have the Pasuk of Milvad Ha'oyla Saboiker, because we needed to say this added Chiddush, that it needs to be the first carbon of the day, as we explained there are certain Nafkaminas. But we're left wondering, then why do you need the Pasuk of Ha'oyla, Ha'oyla Satamid to tell me the Din, that you have to bring the carbon Tamid first, because it is Tadir. You don't need that Din anymore. Once we have Halacha, that the carbon Tamid must be the first Carbon that lechar includes everything. So why do we need the special din of tadir sheinu tadir tadir kaidim? So in order to answer this question, we first have to give a clearer picture as to what exactly is the gather of this halacha that the tamid has to be the first carbon of the day. Once we clearly define its gather, we'll be able to come back and answer why we need another din called tadir sheinu tadir tadir kaidim. Now the reason why the gather is not so simple, it cannot just be a halacha that there's a din in the carbon tamid that it's supposed to be the first carbon, because we see 
two very interesting things that point to the fact that the gather is not a very simple thing. Number one, Toysfis in the same place, in the beginning of the 10th parak of Zvachim, has a tzad to say that any carbon that is brought before the Tamit Shal Shachar is a puzzle carbon. And they bring a raya from the Toysefta to that effect. It happens to be that that is the mashmos of the sugim psachim dafayin gimlom ebeis. And the question is obvious. Whether we understand that the din of the Tamid coming before other carbonates is a din kedima, like we explained as the sheet of the Toysfis, and whether we explain that it's supposed to be the first carbon of the day. But why would that make a halacha that a different carbon that you bring before the Tamid should be puzzle? It's not a halacha in other carbonates. There's no din in other carbonates that they're supposed to become after the Tamid. Rather, there's a special din that the oil Rishayna, that the Tamid is supposed to be the first carbon of the day. And since it's not halacha in other carbonates, rather seemingly only halacha in the Tamid, how would we be able to passel other carbonates when you weren't Mekayim Adin that's halacha in the Tamid? That other carbon was done Kimitzvase, it was brought properly. You weren't Mekayim a special din in the Tamid, but why would that have any bearing on other carbonates? That is clue number one. The second clue is there's a Ramban in the Hashmotis to the Sefer HaMitzvahs. He writes the mitzvahs that the Rambam left out of the Sefer HaMitzvahs, Asei Yud Aleph. He says that the Asei of Hashlama, which is the Asei that you're not allowed to bring Karbonis after the Tamit Shel Ben Harbayim. Aside from the Din that you're not allowed to bring Karbonis before the Tamit Shel Shachar, there's also Allah that you're not allowed to bring Karbonis after the Tamit Shel Ben Harbayim. And the Ramban puts those two Allahs as part of one mitzvah. He says, You're supposed to bring all Karbonis, whether they be Karbonis of the Dova or obligatory Karbonis. Between the two Tamidim, not before the Tamit Shal Shachar, and not after the Tamit Shal Ben Harabayim, and he brings the Pasuk, so you see that those two halachas are the same. Now that clearly shows that it's not a halacha in the Tamit Shal Shachar at all. It's not a din kedima the Tamit Shal Shachar, and it's not even the halacha simply that the Tamit Shal Shachar is supposed to be the first carbon because of a maila that the Tamit Shal Shachar has. It's a halacha that other carbonists are supposed to be sandwiched in between these two Tamidim. And that happens to be Rashi's Lashin in Parshish Pinchas. That the Rambam in Hilchas Tamidim and Musafin also seems to put these two Allahs together. He says, now the Rambam is over there discussing a halacha that's got nothing to do with Tamit Shal Shachar. He's talking about the reason why they were ma'acher, the Tamit Shal Ben Harbayim, and only shechted it by Shmoinu Mechza. And the question is, why would he b'chalal mention the fact that the Tamit Shal Shachar is something you're not allowed to bring karbonis before? Right now he's talking about the fact that you're not allowed to bring karbonis after the Tamit Shal Ben Harbayim. Obviously the Rambam sees these two halachas as part of the same reality. So once we know that, then our first clue is a little bit easier to understand. Once we say that there's a halacha in other karbonis, that they're supposed to be situated in between the two tamidim, in between the tamid shal shachar and the tamid shal ben harbayim, then it's already possible to say that if you didn't do it that way, you weren't mekayim that din, that could passel the carbon. Because indeed, it's not halacha in the Tamil Shal Shachar per se, nor is it halacha in the Tamil Shal Ben Arbaim per se. It's only halacha in other karbanis 
that there is supposed to happen in between the two Tamidim. Like we dashed, Varuch Aleha Ha'oilav Hikter, Aleha Chelve Ashlamim, Aleha Hashlam Kolar Kabonis Kulam, that all the Kabonis are supposed to be Aleha, meaning on the Tamid Shul Shachar, and not Al Chaverta. Now, let's try to understand that halacha, because if we say the words that it has to be brought aleha on it, that doesn't sound like the Torah is saying that it's supposed to be brought after the Tamid Shal Shachar. That's not aleha on the Tamid Shal Shachar. It is after the Tamid Shal Shachar. What do we mean when we say aleha? That it has to be brought on the Tamid Shal Shachar. Now, the key to understand this halacha can be found in the Gemara earlier on Davchav Dalid and Rashi over there. Over there, we learned that the halacha, that if a czar is misader the atzei hamarocha, he sets up the atzei hamarocha according to Rav, the person is putter from Misa. The reason is because we know there's a rule that a czar is only chay of Misa if he does an avoida tama, an avoida she'ein achareha avoida, something that is the end of a process. And Rav holds that you're putter from Misa for being misader atzei marocha because being misader atzei marocha is not an avoida tama because there is an avoida that follows it. What is the avoida that comes after sidur amarocha? Says the Gemara, the Sidr Eivarim, which means the Eivarim of the Tamid, explains Rashi, Sidr Eivarim, the Tamid, Basrei, that the Sidr of the Eivarim, organizing the Eivarim of the Tamid on the Marocha, comes after the Sidr Marocha, says Rashi, V'chol zeh All of that is part of the Avoidus HaSidr. Now, what in the world is that supposed to mean? How do you see the Sidr of the Marocha and Sidr Eivarim all part of one process? One is Halacha in the Marocha, and the other is Halacha in the Tamid. The answer is, like the Rebbeinah Hananel says in Davchav Zayin, that the Tamid being the first carbon, part of its din is, he says, the Lashin Venerach Be'etzim Sha'ala Eish. The Tamid is set up, is organized on the Eitzim that are Allah Eish, on the fire that you set up for the Marocha. Sha'oisaha Eish, Alham is Be'ach, Allah Kol HaKarbonis. You see that the Tamid, part of the din of the uh, erection of the Ivaria Tamid is to complete the Marocha, meaning that all uh, Karbonis have to be put on the Marocha. But what does it mean they have to be put on the Marocha? What comprises that Marocha? What comprises the Marocha is Eish, Eitzim, and the Ivaria Tamid. The Ivaria Tamid is part of the Marocha. We now understand what we mean when we say, Vehikter Aleha Chelve Hashlamim. All Karbanis have to be Mukter, they have to be burnt. Aleha, on it. On it means on the Tamid. On the Tamid, literally, not just after the Tamid. It's not Allah that are supposed to come after the Tamid. It's because the din of these Karbanis is to be burnt on the Eitzim and the Evarei HaTamid. The Evarei HaTamid turns into Gecholim and you're supposed to be Makdir, other Karbanis, on the Evarei HaTamid together with the Marocha. That is the Marocha that you're supposed to use for all other Karbanis. And that's why it's considered a Avoida Sheyesh Achareha Avoida. The Cedar of the Atzi Marocha is not complete until your Masader also the Ivari Atamid on top of them to make it a complete Marocha. We now understand what we mean when we say that the Karbanas are supposed to be brought after the Tamid Shal Shachar and prior to the Tamid Shal Ben Harbayim, because it says, V'hiktir Aleha, Chel Ve'ashlamim, Aleha, V'loi Al Chaverta. How is that all considered one din? The reason is because the Torah defined a halacha in all karbonis, what you're supposed to be makter them on. You're supposed to be makter these karbonis on the Ivari Tamid and not the Ivari Tamid Shal Ben Harbayim. And it's all part of one din, like we mentioned from the Ramban and the Rambam. 
So it's pushed according to this why there would be a tzad to say that other carbonas are puzzled because the Torah told you a certain way of how you're supposed to be makter them. Lefizah, we could come back and answer very simply why we would need another pasuk asher lo to talk about tader v'she'enet tader tader koydim. Because according to this Hezber, it's clear that the din of the Kadima of the Oila to all other Karbonis, the carbon Tamid supposed to come prior to other Karbonis, is only a halacha in the Haktara. Because its halacha is in order to facilitate the proper maracha to burn other karbonas on the mizbeach. But the shechita, the zrika, the avodas hadam, definitely, based on this pasik, it has no reason to precede other karbonas. So Toysfiz, who mentions such an idea, that one pasik is coming for the haktara of the evarim, and the other pasik is coming for the shechita and the avodas hadam, doesn't explain it, and Toysfiz is just giving it as a suggestion, because Toysfiz holds that there's a din kedima, so maybe one pasik is telling me that the Avodah Saddam has a Din Kedima and the other Pasuk is telling me that the Haktar has a Din Kedima. According to what we're saying, it's Muchach to say this Teretz because this is only Halakha to facilitate the Haktar of the other Karbanas, to make an Aleha, to make other Karbanas being Muktar on the Evarim of the Tamid. This has nothing to do with Kedima of the carbon Tamid. It has to do with other Karbanases having the proper Marakha. So how do I know that you're supposed to Shech the carbon Tamid and do its Avodah Saddam before other Karbanas? For that, you need the Pasuk of Asher Lo'ilas HaTamid to tell me that there's a din of Tadr V'Sheinet Tadr, Tadr Koydim. So it comes out that we really have two ways so far of explaining the din of Ha'oil Ha'oil Rishayna. According to Toysvitz, it's the same type of din Kedima, like the din of Tadr V'Sheinet Tadr, Tadr Koydim. And the only question is, why we need two Psukim for the same din Kedima? And Toysvitz gives explanations why you would need to tell me the same Halacha twice. According to the way we're being Masber, based on... All of this information, the halacha of Asher Lo'elus HaTamid is a din of Tadr V'she'en HaTadr Tadr Kaidim. It's a din Kedima of the Tamid. Masha'en Ken, the din of Ha'oil Lo'el Rishayin is not a din of the Tamid at all. It's a halacha in other Karbanas that they have to be hukter on the Ivari HaTamid. There is one more way to understand the gather of the Din HaOil HaOil Rishayna, not as a Din Kedima like Toysfis, and also not like the way we're being Masber, that's a halacha in other Karbanas, that they have to be hukter on the Tamid. Rather, this comes from the Lashen of Rashi, on Davchav Zayin, where Rashi says halacha, that the Torah was his Kikra, the Torah required that the Tamid, Shal Shachar, has a Ma'aracha Chadasha, a new Ma'aracha of Eitzim, every morning. So this also is not a din kedima that the that the tamid has to be brought before other karbonas. It's not because it's supposed to be prior to other karbonas. And it's also not halacha in other karbanis that they have to be hooked on the tamid. Rather, a special din in the tamid that it needs a ma'aracha chadasha. And therefore, if you bring other karbanis before the tamid, the problem is that you now don't have a ma'aracha chadasha. It's a ma'aracha yishana. Now, according to this, we also could answer Taisa's kasha very simply by saying that this halacha is only halacha in the Haktara. That's clear. It's a din that it needs a marach chadasha, but we don't know anything about the avodas adam, the shechita of the Talmud, because there's no din kedima that we learn out so far about the Talmud that it has to come before other karbonis. The pasuk of Asher teaches us that it has to come before other karbonis. So we now have three ways of understanding the din of the Talmud having to come before other karbonis. Either a din kedima like Taisa or a halacha and other karbonis that they have to be hooked on the Evari HaTamid as part of their marakha. And thirdly, Shittas Rashi would seem to be that it's a halacha in the Tamid itself that it needs a marakha chadasha. 
According to Rashi's understanding, theoretically, if somebody were to take another carbon, be makter on the mizbech, and then make a new, a new maracha, a maracha dasha, and be makter the very atomin on it, it should be fine. The Gemara tells us that the mincha comes before the chavitin. The mincha that goes along with the carbon tamid always comes before the chavitin. And the reason for that is because it says in the Pasik, Oila u mincha. Oila u mincha is written, as Rashi says, Lahakam Ishel Lashem, Oila u mincha, Zevach Nusachem Dvaryayim Biyaymai, which teaches us that the mincha that goes along with the oila has to be right after the oila. That's oila u mincha, v'layafsiku chavitin bein oila la mincha satamid. Now, the Yerushalmi in Perik Beis, Halacha Beis, gives a different reason why the mincha satamid uh, comes before the chavitin. Yerushalmi says, because the mincha satamid is a carbon tzibur, and the mincha chavitin is a carbon yachid. It's the carbon mincha of the Kayin Gadol. So a carbon zebra always precedes a carbon yachid. And the question is, since that's a rule that the Bavli also agrees to, as is Mavur in the Gemara in Harius, that if you gimelam at Aleph, it says over there that if you have a seer avodis kechavim and a seer of a nasi, when a nasi is nichshel in avodis kechavim, he has to bring a special carbon. The seer avodis kechavim of the zebra comes before the seer of the nasi. And the Gemara says, because high tzibur v'hai yachid. So you see the Bavli agrees to this rule that a carbon tzibur always is brought before a carbon yachid. If that's the case, then why does our Gemara have to be mamtzi a pasik, the oil o mincha, to tell me that the minchas hatamit comes before the chavitin? So perhaps we can say that there's Yesodistic Machloikas between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi as to whether we consider the Mincha of the Chavitim of the Kain Gadol a carbon Yachid or a carbon Sibur. The Bavli holds that it's considered a carbon Sibur and therefore it's not enough to say that a carbon Sibur comes before a carbon Yachid. Mashenka and the Yerushalmi holds that it has a din of a carbon Yachid. Why would we consider the Chavitim Kain Gadol a carbon Sibur if it's something that's only brought by the Kain Gadol? So for this we can bring a Raya from the sugya later, and Daf Nunam at Aleph, the Gemara brings the Mishnah and Tmura Daf Yudalim at Aleph, where the Tanakhama says that a carbon tzibur is doicha Shabbos and a carbon yachid is not doicha Shabbos. Reb Meir asks on the Tanakhama, "Va'aloi par yomik kipurim v'chavitik kain gadol upesach the carbon yachid hu v'doicha sa Shabbos v'satuma." We see examples of carbonis. The examples that he gives of carbonis, which are considered carbonis yachid, are par of the yomik kipurim chavitik kain gadol and carbon pesach. And he says that you see that even a carbon yachid is doicha Shabbos. So Reb Meir definitely holds chavitik kain gadol is a carbon yachid. The Gemara then says, Lav mechlal the Tanakama That must mean that the Tanakama holds that Par Yamikipurim is a carbon seber. Because if Reb Meir is trying to prove the Tanakama wrong by saying that these carbonis are carbonis yachin and the doicha Shabbos, and the Tanakama argues and he says that it's only carbon seber which is doicha Shabbos, so what does the Tanakama do with the Raya from Par Yamikipurim? Says the Gemara must be the Tanakama holds that the Par Yamikipurim is considered a carbon seber. And the Gemara explains the reason why the Par Yamikipurim is considered a carbon seber is because Gam Echavakayin and Miskaprim boy. Also, the Kahanim, the other Kahanim, are Miskaprim with the Par Yamikipurim. Now the Taisis Shonim over there says, why don't we ask the question of the Tanakama from the Chavite Kain Gadol? That's definitely a carbon yachid. And you can't say the time that the Gemara says by the Par Yamikipurim that Echov HaKainim is Kaprim Boy. Because the Chavite Kain Gadol is Mesuyim, it is specific to the Kain Gadol and not to the other Kaihanim. Answer the Taisis Shonim, 
V'yesh loymar, kivin shekrevim im minchas tzibur, kari le karben tzibur. One teres the gives is that the Tanakama holds that since it's brought together with the minchas tzibur, it's called a karben tzibur. Continues the Tzitz Yishanim, v'oy dekayin gadol shemais v'loyminu acher tachtav mevien chavitim mishal tzibur. Since if the kain gadol were to die and they did not yet appoint another kain gadol in his place, they bring the carbon chavitin of the kain gadol from the funds of the tzibur. And the Ritva says exactly like the Tzitz Yishanim, both to rutzim. Now, according to their kasha, they obviously were assuming that the minchas chavitin of the kain gadol is a carbon yachid. The teretz that since it's brought together with the minchas tzibur, it's called a carbon tzibur, cannot mean that they are keeping the hanacha, that it's a carbon yachid, and just saying that it's called a carbon tzibur because it's brought together with the minchas tzibur, because that wouldn't answer the original question. The original question was, how could the Tanakhama maintain that it's only a carbon tzibur, that's doicha Shabbos and Tumah, if you see that the chavitin of the kain gadol is a carbon yachid, and it's still doicha Shabbos and Tumah. So therefore... When they say the words that it's called a carbon zebra, what they mean is that it has the gather of a carbon zebra. And that would have to mean that in essence it's really a carbon that's mutal on the zebra, except that the one who's responsible to bring the carbon is the kain gadol. And another raya they bring in their va'oid, in the second terrace, which is that since if the kain gadol were to die, the zebra does bring it, so you see that it's really the responsibility of the zebra. It's just that the representative of the zebra is the Kain Gadol usually. If there's no Kain Gadol then the Tzibur is the one that of course has to bring it. So both Terutzim are really Oilem B'Kana Echot. And the truth is that if you take a look at the Karen Oira in Hurrius, that Vav Med Aleph, he says that a Chavite Kain Gadol is Chavis Hayoyim B'Shvil Kol Yisrael. Ela the Kain Gadol Mevia. The Kain Gadol is the one who's responsible to bring this carbon, but at its root it is a carbon Tzibur. So we could say that this is the sheet of the Bavli. The Bavli holds that the Chavitin of the Kain Gadol is really a carbon Tzibur. And since it's a carbon Tzibur, you don't have the Tam that the Yerushalmi gives. This would, by the way, answer a Kasha that the Menchus asks in Mitzvah Kuf Ayin Aleph. The Menchus asks that how could a Kain Gadol, who's a Mitzoyra, if he gets Tzaras, how could he bring the carbon Chavitin? We pass in that a Mitzoyra enoit mishaleach karbonoisev. A Mitzoyra is not allowed to send his karbonis to be brought by somebody else. Now that, of course, is only a problem if we see the Minchas Chavitin as a personal carbon of the Kohen Gadol. Then it fits into the rule that a Mitzoyra enoit mishaleach karbonoisev. But if he's just the Nitzig, he's just the representative of the Tzibur to bring the carbon, but it's really a carbon Tzibur, then it wouldn't be subject to the rule that Mitzoyra enoit mishaleach karbonoisev, because it's not his carbon. We never find that a Mitzoyra cannot be mafresh a carbon for somebody else and send it through a Shliach. Similarly, there's a kasha that the Arsameach asks on the Rambam. The Rambam per Gimel, Tamidinu Musafin, Alachach of Beis, Paskins, that if the Kohen Gadol dies in the morning, his Yarshin bring the carbon Chavitin in the afternoon. And the Arsameach asks, how could his Yarshin, how could his son bring the Chavitin for his father? He's an Oynin. And the rule is that an Oynin is also not allowed to be Mishalech Karbanoisov. According to what we just said, it would answer the question the same way we answer the question about Metzoyra. 
The Mishnah said that if the Kohen Gadol was a Zakin or an Istanis, he can't handle cold water, so they are Mechamel Echamen before Yom Kippur. The Gemara brings a Brisa, Tanya Amr Yehuda Ashoshia Shal Barzal, Hayum Mechamen Me'erv Yom Kippurim. They used to heat up pieces of Barzal of iron. And they would put it into the cold water on Yom Kippur, The Gemara asks, When you heat up metal and then put it into cold water, that strengthens the metal. So that's a, a iser called Mitzarif. Rashi in Shabbos, says that this is the Gemar Melechus HaTzorfin. Gemar Melechus HaTzorfin means that Rashi holds that it's Osir because of the Melech of Makavipatish. The Ramam, on the other hand, in Hilchus Shabbos, Perak Yud Beis Beis, says that Yerchayev because it's a tolda of Mechabeh. The reason why the Rambam doesn't want to say the Yerchai B'Shem Makabah is because the Rambam in many places is Mavur, that he doesn't understand the Malechas Makabah the same way Rashi does. Rashi all over explains Makabah is Gemar Malacha. Whenever you do something that's the last step in perfecting something, that's the Malacha of Makabah However, the Rambam in Kama Makaymas says that Makabah is whenever you do something that's the derech of an uman. Melechas Machsheves, it's translated by the Tagum Unklis to be the Melacha that a uman does. And the Rambam, in many places, when he's talking about Makabah Patish, he says, because that is the derech of the umnin. Anytime a person does a skillful thing, something that requires umnis, he's chayv misham Makabah Patish, unless you can find another Melacha that it's shaykh to. That's based on the famous Yerushalmi that says that Rabbi Yochan Rishlokish spent three and a half years learning Hilchah Shabbos, and they came to the conclusion that any malacha that we have an av to relate it to is a tolda of that particular av, and any malacha that is a malacha but we don't have an av that we can relate it to, they were toila and makabapatish. Because makabapatish is the example of something that an uman does, a skillful worker does the makabapatish. And if you'll take a look at the Rambam throughout Hilcha Shabbos, he uses this terminology, shekach derecha umnen. By Mapis Mursa, the Rambam says that that's the derech haroifim, and that's why he says, Yerchai Misham Makabipatish. When a person sets up the lowest level of stones, the Gemara, in the beginning of Perak Haboyne, the Rambam is the only one who says, Yerchai Misham Makabipatish, because that is the derech of people that build. And there are many more examples where the Rambam defines Makabah Patish as being the malacha that is done through an uman, provided that the Rambam didn't find another malacha to relate it to. In which case, it's very simple why the Rambam wouldn't say Mitzarif is Chaim Mishah because putting something into cold water is not something that you need an uman for. Furthermore, like we said, if there's another malacha that you could relate it to, the Rambam always is toiling in that malacha. So since the act of putting something into the cold water is similar enough to the act of Mechabah, the Rambam had a malacha to relate it to, and therefore was toilet on the malacha of Mechabah. And as the first Yisrael says in his Akdama to, to Meseches Shabbos, anytime you have a dimyan, either in the Tachlis or in the act, it could become a tolda of a given Av. So even though over here it is not the same as Mechabah, because you're not putting out a fire, but in the act it's similar to Mechabah. So the Gemara's cash over here is that you're doing Mitzarev. The Gemara answers, It's not hot enough to be to facilitate a Tzirev. You're not going to to strengthen it when it's not that temperature that causes the reaction by putting it into cold water that's called syrup. We could be talking about where it is that temperature. However, Dover Shein Miskaven is mutter. 
since the intention over here is not to strengthen the barzel, rather to warm up the water, so that's a davar she'en miskaven. The Gemara then asks that Abayashita seems to be not like Rabbi Shimon who holds davar she'en miskaven mutter, rather like Rabbi Yehuda who holds davar she'en miskaven is aser, because in the Brisa that says that there's a special pasuk telling me that you should do mila even when you have a negatzeras in the makam amila. So the question is, why do you need a Pasuk telling me you should do Mila? So Abayah says that it's coming to tell me, according to Yehuda, says Dabashen Miskavan is Usr. The Gemara takes that to mean that Abayah's Shita is like Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara answers, Only when it comes to the Iraisis, like the Isr, to cut off a Baharis, then he paskins like Rabbi Yehuda, Dabashen Miskavan is Usr. Now Rashi understands in the Gemara that what we mean to say is that Siraf in general is only an Isr Drabanan, even if you were to do it B'miskaven, and therefore when you do it B'sha'ena Miskaven, the Rabbanan were not Goizer. When were the Rabbanan Goizer by an Ena Miskaven? That was only where the Malacha itself is a Dairaisa when you're Miskaven. So the case of Koizes Bavaharis, if you would be Miskaven, then you'd be Arvinis a Dairaisa. So it's Ena Miskaven, then the Rabbanan Asert. Mashain Kain Tzirif, since it's only a Drabanan when you're Miskaven, so when it's Ena Miskaven, the Rabbanan didn't Asert. And that's why Rashi says that we're not goyrus in our Gemara ain't shvus b'miktish. Taisus brings down in the Ramaschal Hani Mila Raisa that Rashi wasn't goyzer ain't shvus b'miktish for the reason we just mentioned. That he holds that in order to explain why it would be mutter totally over here, you don't have to come on to the time that it happened in the base of Mikdash because this type of enemiskaven has no reason to be ushered. The Rabbanon only ushered enemiskaven in a case where b'miskaven would be ushered Raisa. However, Toysvis asks from the Gemara in Perikir Mem Aleph, where it's Mavur, that even by Tziruf, Rabbi Yehuda Asr's Dover She'en Miskavin. Over there we're talking about a Mechem Shepinu Mimenu Mayim. It was a receptacle that's used to heat up water. You took out the water from it. You're not allowed to put in cold water because you're being Mitzarif. And that's the Malach of Tziruf that we're talking about in our Sugya. And yet we say that it's Asr, even though it's Enu Miskavin. The person's intention is not to do Tziruf. Toysvis answers this question on Rashi by saying that you could explain that there's a difference between the type of tziruf that's happening in that sugya and the type of tziruf that's happening here. In that sugya, we're talking about a kli. By a kli, the tziruf is a real tziruf. Only in our sugya that we're talking about ashashias, which are just pieces of barzel that the person does not yet have any tzoyruch for. It's not like they're formed into a kli that you could say there's gemar melachtoi of that kli by being mitzarifit. Masha'enkein, by a real kli like a mecham, there we could call it an isr so when you do tziruf, and that's why when it's enemiskavan, there's at least an isr derabonan. Now, Toysvis themselves don't learn like Rashi. They say that the Kavana of the Gemara is not to say that only by something that would be Usr Midairai, so when you're Miskavin, that's where it's Usr Midrabanan, where it's Ena Miskavin. Rather, we are dealing with a case that would be Usr Midrabanan, but they have the Girsa Ein Shvus Bemikdash. So over here, we're talking about Tziruf that would be Usr Midrabanan if it's Ena Miskavin. Just like we see in the Gemara in Shabbos, Dafmim Alt, that they mentioned before, that you see that Tziruf is something that could could be Asr Midrabanan.
even when it's Ein Miskaven. It's just that since over here we're talking about the Beis HaMikdush, Ein Shavus B'Mikdush. The reason why it could be that Rashi didn't want to learn like Toysfis, he didn't want to use the Girsa of Ein Shavus B'Mikdush and learn like the Mahalach of Toysfis, is because the Kalal of Ein Shavus B'Mikdush does not necessarily apply to every scenario that something happens in the Beis HaMikdush. In Psachim Daf Samachayim and Aleph, there's a discussion about a Shavus that's not L'Tzorich Avoidah. Is that considered mutter in the Beis HaMikdash or not? And it's Machloikis between Reb and the Chacham. So it's Machloikis Tanoim. Now even if we pass in like the Chachamim, that ain't Shavuz B'Mikdash, even by something it's not L'Tzorich Avoidah, but to say that this Eitz of Ashosh Yishel Barzal was only according to Chacham and not according to Reb Rashi doesn't want to do. Then Reb holds that when something is not L'Tzorich Avoidah, it's called Shavuz uh, that's Aser in the Beis HaMikdash. You don't have the heter of ain't Shavuz B'Mikdash. So you could say that even though the Kain Gadol needs to be toivol, but something that is for the needs of somebody that needs to do the avoida is not called tzoruch avoida. Another Hezber could be based on a kasha that the Achrayim ask, why were you allowed to be matter over here, Shvus B'mikdash, if there was another Eitzah? You don't have to dafk use Ashashias on Yom Kippur. You could heat up water from before Yom Kippur and add hot water to the mikvah. So in the Sefer Afer Da'ara, Klal Dalit, he wants to explain, as well as the Mishnah Melech in the end of Uchzbeis HaBechira, that when something is a Torah Gadol, they were still matter Shvus B'mikdash, even if you have another Eitzah. But it could be that not every time using hot water is considered a Torah Gadol, so Rashi does not want to resort to the heter of Ein Shvus B'mikdash. Now, another obvious question that's asked on our sugya is that even if Dover She'enu Miskaven Mutter, and therefore the Gemara wants to be Matter when the, the Ashashis are already Higil at Tziruf, they're at the temperature that allows for Tziruf when you put them into cold water, However, we know that the Kalal is that Davish and Miskaven, when it's a Psik Reishi, it's inevitably going to happen, is still Usr. So, how does it help me the fact that it's considered a Davish and Miskaven? Even if you're Davish and Miskaven Mutter, but Psik Reishi is Usr, even according to Bshimin. Now, there seems to be Machlaikis Rishonim whether Tziruf is considered a Psik Reishi or not. According to the Aruch, the Taisis brings down. Tziruf is inevitably going to happen. It is a psikreshim. The reason why it's not Aser, says the Aruch, his famous Yisoyed, that a psikreshim loy nichale, a psikreshim that the person has no interest in, is not Aser. Because, says the Aruch, we're talking about that the Ashashias do not belong to the person that's putting, putting them into the water, and therefore he has no interest in being mitzar if these Ashashias. A psikreshim loy nichale is not Aser. However, the Ritva learns that Tziruf cannot be a Psikresha. If we have Psikresha, then it doesn't make a difference that it's Lainichale. The Ritva disagrees with the aside of the Aruch. He holds that a Psikresha Lainichale is also Aser by Darvashen and And the reason why it's Mutter over here is because it's not a Psikresha. He says not all metal is the same, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen that it's going to become Mitsurov. Rebbe Hanan explains in Ksubis Davav that the reason why they argue that Hezbron Machleks Rishonim between the Aruch and the other Rishonim, the Rebbeinu Tam over there and our Ritva that learn that Psik Reshed Leinichalei is indeed Aser is dependent on at the Hezbron. What does it mean when the Gemara says Moider Abshimim Psik Reshed that Abshimim who says Davashenim is Kavan is Mutter? Why is he Moider that Psik Reshed is Aser? There are two ways to understand. He says, let's take for example a Nazir who's doing 
doing chafifa, he's washing his hair. It says that he's not allowed to be soirik. He's not allowed to comb his hair because sirika is a psikresha. It's going to automatically remove hairs. Is the pshat in that? That since he knows that it's going to remove hairs, that's called mechavin. Psikresha by a dover she'en is considered mechavin because the person knows that it's inevitably going to happen. If that's the way you understand, says Rebuchanan, then when it's loy nichale, when the person has no interest in doing the act that he's not allowed to do, like in the case of a Nazir, he has no interest in moving, uh, removing hairs. If the person has no interest in removing hairs, then you can't say that the fact that it's a psikoration makes him like a mechavin. Because he may know that it's going to happen, but he's definitely not mechavin for that act. It's still a davashenimiskavin. Even an inevitable thing is called a davashenimiskavin if it's something that he doesn't care about or he doesn't have any interest. It's only something that's nichalei, then we could say that since you know inevitably it's going to happen, and you're not doing anything to prevent it, so you're doing an act which has an inevitable outcome that you're happy about, so then we say that it's considered like you're miskaven. Don't tell me you're not being miskaven to do this. You're miskaven for both things. However, says Rabbi Chana, there's another way to understand why a psik reishe is usher by a dovashen miskaven. It could be that when a nazir, let's say, combs his hair, it's a psik reishe that it's going to remove hairs, then we say that the act of combing includes the talisha of the hair. Removal of hair is considered nichlal in the act of combing. And because of that, it's enough to just be mechaven for combing. Even if you're not mechaven for talisha, for removal of hair, talisha is included in srika. So therefore, it makes no difference that it's not nichalei uh, with the talisha. He doesn't care or have no, he doesn't have interest in removal of hair. You still can't patter him because we say that you're mechaven for the act of srika, and srika includes the outcome of talisha. So the question really is, do we consider you a mechaven for the outcome? We mechaven for the gufa malacha? Or is the pshat that we're, you're considered a mechaven for that maisa? But that maisa is considered something that includes this outcome. So Rabbi Chonon says, the aruch holds like the first tzad. That what a psikresha does is make you like you're, you're mechaven for the outcome. And if it's loy nichale, so we know that you're not mechaven for that outcome. Masha'enkein, the other rishonim hold like the second tzad, that psikresha just makes it that it's included in the act. So it doesn't help me that the person's for this outcome because the reason why you're chayim is not because you're considered a mechavim for the outcome, rather you're mechavim for the maisa. And since the person was mechavim for the maisa, it doesn't help me that it's lenichalei with this outcome. There's another teretz given as to why by the case of the tziruf, of the ashashias, we don't care about psikresha. And this could be found in the Magad Mishnah, in Perk Yud Beis, Shabbos, Halacha Beis. And it's a famous yisoy that the Magad Mishnah is mechadish over here and is used in other places. The yisoy that the Magad Mishnah says is... That although very often when something's a psik reisha, we say that he's chayv even though he's ain't mechaven. But there are certain things that when the person is not mechaven for it, there is no melacha whatsoever. He says in the case of tziruf, kishu mechaven who oisim melacha uchshein mechaven ain't by melacha klal shari ain't roitzel lasets b'menu kli. He says it's similar to the case of a person who breaks a splinter off of a piece of wood. If the person is mechavin for the using it as a toothpick, then we say that he did a malacha of tikkun. He, he created a toothpick. However, if the person has no interest in a toothpick, then we say that it's not considered like you created a toothpick. There are certain things that a byproduct of an act that a person does has to be with kavana. Otherwise, we don't look at the byproduct as being definitive in terms of the act that he did. 
It may be true that the person created something that could be used as a toothpick. But since creating something as a toothpick requires imagination, you, you don't always say that when a person does something, now it's something that is useful. You need context to consider it a toothpick. The person has kavana and he wanted to use it as a toothpick, then we say that he did an act of creating a toothpick. But without that kavana, the act itself is not defined as an act of creating a toothpick. The same thing is true about Tzirif, says the Magad Mishnah. Tzirif of a Kli is something that if you have an interest in it, then we could look at your act as being an act of Tzirif. But any person that didn't have any intention to be Mitzarif the Kli, then we don't look at your act as being an automatic act of Tzirif. The Magad Avram brings this down in Simshin Yudal Tzivkat and Hay. He says that uh, when a person digs a guma, he digs a, a pit... And he has no interest, not in the dirt and not in the pit. He's not interested in using the pit. He doesn't have to use the dirt either. He says, although the person did an act of digging a pit, which ordinarily is considered a mice of boina, but if a person has no interest in a pit, then we don't look at this as being a creation of a pit. It's a creation of a pit for somebody who has a need for a pit. Somebody who is not interested in having a hole in the ground, we don't say you did something constructive. Because who says that it's called a constructive thing? If you need it, then it is constructive. So this is a category of types of malachis which in order for them to be considered a maisa malacha require the context. Most malachis are objective. If a person throws a seed into the ground, he's doing the malacha zareya because zareya is automatically defined as a constructive thing. But a hole in the ground or a tziruf of a kli is not necessarily seen objectively as a constructive thing and it requires the person's kavana in order to give it definition as a malacha. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.